When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, Chicago. What do you say? It's the CHGO Cubs postgame show podcast presented by PointsBet. Use the promo code CHGO when you sign up to get two risk-free bets up to 2000 bucks. Luke Stuckmeyer, Cody Del Mendo, and later Ryan Herrera from Wrigley Field. Cubs win. Take another series at home. Four and two homestand. Wow, huh? Yeah. The the March to 63, Stucky. <laughs> the March yeah, to 63. What is it, like 18, 18 more to go or something like that? I think 20. What, they, what, they got 45 I wins? I think that was 45. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, they're, you know, they're yeah, getting 18, there. Take 18 two sounds out, about right. Take two yeah. out of three. Uh, Jack R. joins the chat right out of the gate. Nico Horner, Nick G. right out of the gate. Nico yeah. Horner. Everybody wants to talk. Nico Horner. Nico Horner, man. I mean, uh, if I had to pick one building block off this roster to move forward with, it would be Nico Horner. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I mean, right? I, I heard you guys talking about uh, the quote, or was it Bruce Levine yesterday? You guys were talking about on yesterday's show. Yeah, just talking about how like, many guys will be part of the next great Cubs team. Right. You'd have to put Nico as part of that mix. Absolutely. And the way that I look at it is like when you say the next great Cubs team, that's me saying that's like saying like World Series contender. I agree. I agree. That doesn't or like, at least at least I, uh, I, NL pennant. I, I yeah, I could yeah, you know, his one or two I, I get that perhaps. I, maybe everyone knows I'm the I am the optimistic one of this bunch here. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't say more than five, but there's a few. There's I think there's a few guys on here that perhaps perhaps they could be part of that World Series contending team. But I do like a lot of guys on here that could be part of next year's contending team for sure. Um, to be in the race for the division, wild card spot, whatever. But Nico Horner. Definitely. Number one on that list. Well, we had at the beginning of the season, uh, even as the before the, you know, baseball had just started back up, we were talking about, you know, what jer- at this point, what jersey do you go out and buy? You're not going to go out and buy Contreras because we thought Contreras would be traded. We, you're not going to go buy a hat because you thought a hat would probably be traded. Nico Horner is the jersey to buy. Oh, for sure. If you're yeah. going to buy a Cubs jersey right now, it's Nico Horner. Yeah, it's Nico Horner or, uh, you know, I know Sayas. I see a lot of Sayas Suzuki's sure. out there. Um, Justin Steele, he's he's emerging as a guy that it's not a bad idea to get that uh, to get that uni as well. But Nico Horner, your shortstop, uh, he's got the look, he's got the vibe. Definitely, I'm surprised I haven't seen more Nico Horner unis out at Wrigley uh, this year. But yeah, 
Sean's just bringing the vibe down on the chat. I mean, yeah. come on, they won. Nico's they great, won. but they better get moving on building a competitive team because he only has three years of arbitration left after this year, and they seem allergic to re-signing guys. Way to kill the buzz. Way to kill the buzz, man. You know, I get it. We're all, he's not wrong. but <laughs> Yeah, he's not wrong. Like, a big offseason ahead. You know, I tweeted last night from the ballpark, and you and you yeah. replied to it like, someone splashed water on Cody or whatever. Literally, all <laughs> you I know would, what I meant, you, the little spray bottle. Yeah, a little spray bottle. All I was saying is there were 37,000 last night at Wrigley Field, and the vibes were freaking insane on the, during that comeback. For two teams that are at the bottom of the league, fan base deserves a winner, Stucky. We deserve a winner, and we deserve to at least be competitive and end the division race year in and year out. If we're going to shell out all this money to go watch this baseball team at Wrigley Field every year, deserve a winner year in and year out. I'm sorry. The vibes were not there at the end of the night. They however. were not there at the end of the night, no. Uh, what about... Uh, but that was last night. Today we won. What about uh, Nikki Eight Balls, Nikki Two Hits? <laughs> Nikki runs batted in. Nikki runs batted in. Uh, anybody feel? Yeah, Jack R says Nick Madrigal rakes. Anybody feeling better about Nick Madrigal after the last week? Uh, I'm still not. I'm. I think what I said the other day, like I keep going over the line, like I'm in, I'm out. Yeah. I still need to see more. I think I can give you a definitive answer on if I'm in on Nick Madrigal at the end of the year, like. I will say this, he's been given better at bats. He's been taking the ball the other way a lot. He's getting the ball up, hitting line drives. Cause like, we, like we've talked about before, the guy doesn't walk a lot. He's not versatile defensively, so his value really will come from the amount of hits he gets. Two hits today, and uh, what, the one that drove in a run yep. right up the middle. The other one that, that was a double, he hit down the right field line. So, you, you know, all I can say is that it's a good sign, and we need more. We need yes. more. We need to see more. We got to see if Nick Madrigal is a guy that is at least something for next year because the first four months of his Cubs career has been awful. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, no, we, I, you know, the broadcast and everyone on there keeps saying that, you know, this is like the first time it seems like Madrigal is finally healthy. Perhaps. I don't really use that as an excuse, though, because, like, he came into spring training and, and they treated him like he was healthy. Uh, is that on the Cubs? I, I, is that on him for maybe right, hiding some fault? stuff? Right, right. whose fault? I, I know he had some, some stuff. in the Obviously, he had two injuries uh, in the middle of the season, had to hit the IL for a little bit, whatever. But at one point, he was, in my opinion, he was healthy. He just wasn't hitting at all. And, again, just nice to see some life out of him. Um, even if it is yeah. against the Nationals, or even, even if, if it, it is, is against, against the, the Marlins, who have had, actually the Marlins have some decent pitchers, but um, yeah, I mean it ha the Nationals aren't uh, the finest competition in the major leagues. Actually, the worst record still, I believe, in the majors. But it's it's better than the alternative, which is you know striking out and doing nothing. Right. So yeah, this is a positive. We just need more. Like, I don't blame people if they're still not in on him, and I don't blame you if you're not in on him yet. I'm not it's, yet, but it's I, I, fair, again, I... Yeah, it's fair to say, though, that he has been better since coming off the I.L. I'm not in on him, but like you, I'm not out. Right. I don't... I don't I'm don't. i not one of the people that says, no, there's no shot he's any good, and what a waste of adding that player to that trade. Like, no, I'm not in on that. Like, I, I, I still think we're, we're on the fine line, half in, half out, and... yeah. Hopefully there's a nice two-month stretch here that he can go into spring training, feel good about it, and then 
make a Nico type jump next year. Like Nico has shown the way for some of these young guys. You don't have to necessarily do it all when you get up. Even if you come up too early, like Nico did, like sometimes it takes a while, but then start to make steady progress. And, and sometimes it's that one off season that really clicks. And so absolutely, maybe that's it for uh, Nick I mean, Madrigal. This, I mean, just theoretically speaking, you know, if Madrigal plays like he has since he came off the IL the rest of the year, you go into next year with some optimism with maybe, but the, again, that shouldn't stop the Cubs from going and get a, a guy like a Bogarts or a Correa or right. a Turner or whatever. But Madrigal, this honestly would be like the first offseason for him where he's not, at least in, in, in two years, where he can go in the offseason and actually train to get better rather than rehab. So maybe like we've seen other players that, you know, Nico, I think Nico's a good example. He went in the offseason last year or this past year healthy, and we've seen him really come on the scene this year. So, again, I, I, just, I don't know about Madrigal. All I'm saying is that if he does play at, at least this well the rest of the year, hopefully going in the offseason he can really work on some of the things that people criticize him for, and maybe he comes back and is not necessarily a complete different player next year, but – just better than what we, we as Cubs and even White Sox fans saw. Because he's still young, and he was drafted high for a reason. There has to, there has to be more within his skill set. There just has to be. But clearly it's the offensive side of what they're looking at. Like, I don't know that he's going to be a gold glove guy, but guys can also you know, slowly improve right. defensively. And you know, I, I think I don't know who said it here. Somebody was saying – uh, I hear Jack R says, I see people saying Nico's never going to be the best player on a great team. He says, why not? I agree. Like, don't, don't put limits on it. Like I would say, if you're talking about a world series contender, maybe not, but what if Nico takes the same jump next year? Sure. Yeah. What, what if he adds 10 home runs to the, to the, what he's doing now defensively, he's gold glove material. Right. And he's, his bat has been so much better. What if he adds power to that in the off season? Yeah. There's, like what he's 25 there's no way that you that, like everyone says the prime of your career is you know anywhere between 27 to 32 right like, right like there he could still be there, there's still a lot of improvement that nico horner can take to to really reach you know the top tier status shortstop in in all of baseball you know this year he he has played as well as tam anderson has and now anderson's on the il nico horner probably will have better numbers than him by the end of the year if he keeps playing like he is. Like that, that's, Probably have that, a better season, yes. Yeah, that's not me saying that he's better than Tim Anderson, but that's me saying that he... He was better than him this season so Yeah, far. he's being better than him this season. And uh, like I said months ago, I said they're very similar type players. Contact, you know, contact hitter, can put the ball all over the diamond, and Nico Horner just brings the defense a little bit more than him. And so I think that there's... There's potential for him to, you know, be one of the top shortstops in baseball. If he, you know, just keeps growing, man, he's he's doing it. And you know, it's kind of crazy to think about how 2020 will influence major league careers. You know, I I don't Nico might have had this jump even sooner had 2020 been a real season. You know, and and you wonder about guys like Madrigal and the guys that are up in the minors that didn't even have a season in 2020, like. What does that do for young guys? It's like you have to wipe out an entire age group. Like you just take out a year, yet they're still getting older. 
but they didn't mm. play baseball. So it's a, it's kind of a weird time, obviously, in society. It's also a weird time in baseball, especially for developing young players. Um, Ian Happ added a nice insurance run. That's another guy we're, we're talking about. You know, I don't want to limit how much better Ian Happ can get. Obviously, he's taken a big jump, and I don't know what the future holds. You know, you hear Jed Hoyer talk about likely – the corner outfield spots being Saya and Hap next year. Yeah. He didn't say they were the outfield spots in the corner. He said likely. So, and then you see what happens with the contract. Right. So, but, but again, progress. Nonetheless, it's been progress. And you, and you have to take your hat off to each of those guys because they have certainly taken a big step in their major league careers. Yeah, no, I, absolutely. There's a lot to like. Uh, for Nico, man, and uh, I am excited to watch it all kind of just watch him continue to develop and continue to really blossom into, you know, the type of player that I know I believe that he could be last year. Uh, it's just injuries really derailed him. I thought last year, you know, he had a lot of, you know, the injury bug kind of got him, and that's why I was so upset earlier this year when he got hurt because of a stupid umpire running into him. Like, I'm just happy he's been able to come back, not only stay healthy, but continue to play well. So um, he's proven that he's not injury prone like a lot of people thought he was. I think that's that's the biggest thing for me for Nico this year is that he's been been able to stay healthy. That's and a big the, deal to be able to play as much as he what's, has. What's Herb say? The best avi- uh, the best ability is availability. availability yeah. You know what I mean? So uh, you know, again, we're we're seeing it from him, and that he's probably been the biggest. Uh, the biggest uh, bright spot for this team this year. Unquestionably. And, you know, we've talked about Keegan Thompson and Justin Steele. Steele's become one of them, too. Yeah. I, I don't know that he's – that Steele and Thompson, their development is as uh, as big of a jump as what Nico Horner has taken, but it, it's it's been really good. It's been impressive because we didn't know what to make of either of those guys after uh, the end of last season. And Steele, again, another quality start. Six innings, you know, nine strikeouts. Was it perfect? No, uh, but enough to call him the Man of Steel. Joey's been getting the graphics up <laughs> if you're watching on YouTube. Or if you're just hearing the podcast later, uh, check out the YouTube video uh, or YouTube channel and go back and play it. It's got some pretty sick graphics, uh, the Man of Steel. Yeah, shout out to Joey. Yeah, stay uh, tuned for a few more. He made like three or four of them. Yeah. So we can cranking yeah. them out today. Yeah. So there's a few more graphics that we'll have to get yeah. through every time the Cubs win a game. If, when. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Woey, they say. Yeah. Woey, as Jack says, with a W instead of Joey. That's right. We can't show him today. He's not, he's not a producer. Shout out to Sarah, though. Uh, maybe she'll show herself. Uh, <laughs> Said three ninety nine. Three ninety nine super chat. She'll yeah, show it herself. takes a super chat. <laughs> Um, Sean says you definitely have three guys you can win with next season. Nico, Hap, Suzuki should be four with Wilson, but you know, add potential. Morel, Reyes, Velasquez, your lineup isn't far off. Well, and don't forget there's free agency. Right, right. You know? Yeah. I mean, I get what he's saying, with, yeah. especially with the Wilson thing. Like, there's just so many questions going into this year, or going into next year right now as we speak on August 10th. Like still, last, like, still the rest of the season to go, and then the postseason. And then, really, like, the, the, the clock will be ticking for Jed Hoyer in terms of, 
you know, really figuring out how to put a winner out there next year. And uh, that's pressure, but, hey, that's part of the business, man. So, Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I like what I've seen from Steele. I love that he's a left-hander. I love that the strikeouts are there. I love that he does it without throwing 98, you know? Yeah. It, it's deception. It's He's left-handed. Uh, he's Both he and Thompson have um, yeah, a little bit of a – bulldog mentality right I don't want I don't know what how else to describe it like they're they got a little chip on their shoulder when absolutely and and I like that about both of them you know sometimes pitchers go and just like pick the corners and are playing around out there those two guys kind of like to throw it at you especially now Steele with the fastball early he's been like go ahead see what you can do with it you know and I I like that yeah you know I obviously I've had a lot of great things to say about Keegan Thompson this year but Justin Steele I mean since May 31st has honestly been really good and um the thing about Steele to me that outweighs Thompson is he's getting more he's racking up more strikeouts of late especially Mm -hmm. and uh, well, last game was 10 he went four and two-thirds today was nine and he went and he went a little bit longer and he went six right I but you are right when it comes to having like that chip on his shoulder. You can just you can like feel it when he walks off the mound after getting a big out or something like that. Like this guy is out here competing and trying to, you know, prove that hey, I belong here. I belong in this rotation and I want to be part of what's what's next. So, you know, I I I really admire that about someone like him who honestly spent a lot of time in the Cubs farm system as well. I think he was drafted in 2015. Like it's not like it's not like he just zoomed up here. No. Like, it took a lot of time and work for him to get to this level. He comes up last year, starts in the bullpen. We saw him, you know, we really saw him really dominate there, right? Throws throws yeah. a lot harder when he comes out of the pen. But uh, you know, ever since they made him a starter, he's just only gotten better as like every star goes on. Yeah, he's had some hiccups. Yeah, he's had some outings where he's given up a lot of runs or an outing like last one where he gets 10 strikeouts but only goes four and two-thirds it's all part of the process so I'm really excited to see what he does the rest of this season and then going into next year I think he's really solidified himself as you know somewhere from three to five in that rotation well we didn't know if either guy was going to be a piece of the rotation we had the arguments about starter versus reliever if they were successful you know where's the more value I mean they're both starters yeah, they they are both starters, and I think they've shown you that uh, the line in this game: six innings, nine strikeouts, eight hits, two earned runs, no walks. No walks is impressive, and honestly, two earned runs. Ortega's misplayed ball in center field. You can take one of those off the board. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, realistically, you can take one of those off the board. Ortega so it, made up for it with that sack fly. He did. I'll but give it, him credit for that. I was I was thinking that even before this game. And I don't know if I have the answer. I'm curious what people in the chat think. Are you saying you have, if you had to rank Steele and Thompson, that for right now you'd put Steele ahead of Thompson? Because I'm not sure. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> like, I kind of go back and forth. I like both of them. Yeah, I think I like I've them. I've said I put them both ahead of Stroman, to be honest with you. Yeah, I mean, I get that. Yeah. Even I mean, though he's way more experienced and been, uh, you know, a lot done more it. Yeah, success. I mean, his sample size is way greater, but. Right. I feel better going into a game when one of these two guys is pitching. Not that I don't feel good about Stroman. I just his season's game, been up and down. His season's been a little more it's up and down. Been the classic first year free agent coming to Chicago type year. Uh, yeah, I mean, can you if you have to pick, 
if you have to pick one guy to throw an important game this season, like if, if the Cubs were in an actual pennant race, who would you want to pitch that big game? Between him or Thompson? Steele, Thompson, Stroman, Hendricks, if he was healthy? <laughs> well, I'm, well, it's hard not to take Hendricks if he's healthy. Right, and, I would take Hendricks if he's prior, healthy right? just because like, of past history. But Jack saying Stroman, Steele, Keegan. So he's going Steele over Keegan for right yeah. now. I think it's very close, first of all. Yeah. I mean, I guess Stroh had a little bit of an off night last night. But before last night, he had been, ever since the, ever since the All-Star break, he had been pretty good. Had a really nice outing in Philadelphia. Had a good outing in St. Louis last week. Uh, wasn't his fault they lost. No. You know? I, I don't think there's a lot of separation between the three guys right now this season. Yeah. I, you know, Corey also says I, I think steal over Keegan right now, but I, I feel guilty saying right? that. Yes. Would, would still give the ball to Stroh of the three. I think, yeah, huh. in, a, in a big game, yeah, I'd probably take Stroh just because those guys are still young and – and Stroh's got experience, and he's pitched in big games too. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, if we're just talking about Cubs need to win a game and we're talking about the experience of only what we've seen in 2022, I personally would probably take Thompson just because he has shown it all season. Like, honestly, Steele struggled in April, or at least April and May, he was inconsistent. I feel like Thompson has been just, like, incredible – for what we expected from him this year, the entire year. And I know half the season, or at least the first two, two and a half months, he was out of the bullpen. Yeah. But, man, like, he he has, you know, been inserted into the rotation and has really opened our eyes. Because remember, me and you were like, I think he, it's I, better in the in the bullpen. And then and then he, he snapped. They forced the, us into it. They snapped the 10-game losing streak with that, that start against the Braves, and he's just kind of been rolling since. Yeah, he's had some hiccups as well. But, like, every starter has a bad start. I mean, I – not everyone is Jacob DeGrom, right? So it's uh, – Look at the chat. It's, it's something. It's like every other person is saying somebody else. Yeah. Somebody will say Keegan, and then somebody like, no, for me it's Steele. And then somebody say, you know – It's just fun. It's fun to know that the Cubs have guys like this because it's been so long before this year where they really had any kind of homegrown starting pitching that we could debate about as being, you know, part of their rotation. You know, outside, I mean, if you want to consider Kyle Hendricks part of, like, a homegrown guy, even though they traded for him, I mean, right. fine. But, you know, I, it's, uh, you know, these both these guys, both drafted by the Cubs, both, uh, you know, spent some time in the minors and, you know, had to go through some, 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 some things. And they've really developed to this point very nicely. And I'm really, like I said, for a, in a season like this, they are really making this – a little bit easier for us, you know what I mean? I mean, they, they, along with, like I said, along with Nico, they have been three very big bright spots, and I don't know how many you have to have for the season to be successful. You know, we're talking about the race to 63. I just don't know how many wins, individual player development wins you have to have for it to be something that the Cubs can say, all right, 2022 was a good year for us because of this. And it yeah. was the other stuff was bad, but it wasn't bad enough to drag down the positive things that rose to the top. Well, and, I mean, that, and we'll only know that we won't know that really at the end of the season, whatever that number is, whether it's five guys, four guys, if say I had two great months, I don't think we'll really know that for another year or two. But if, if Thompson and Steele use this as a baseline and then take another jump, and if Nico goes from 
you know, a really, really good shortstop to now perennial all-star shortstop and, you know, top-tier player in Major League Baseball for a long period of time, then you will look back to 2022 and say, well, the other stuff was all minutiae. It was all, it was all garbage right. because you had three major building blocks for the future developing on that team while you were still developing the farm system. So I know we're all down on 2022, and we joke about the road to 63, and they could lose 100 games, yeah. which it doesn't look super likely that they're going to lose that many, but it's possible. Um, and, and the possible. trade deadline didn't go the way everybody expected the trade deadline to go. But there is still a possibility because of those three guys that you will look back at 2022 and say, well, now, wait a minute. That was the beginning of the ascension of the next great Cubs team. Mm -hmm. I, I, there's no way to tell it right now. But I'm just saying that they've given you at least some pause to say that's possible. And absolutely. so that part of it is positive right now. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, uh, I'm, uh, you know, after the deadline, you know, like I said, you know, we're looking for guys yep. to find out what's part of the next uh, next year's team. And there's, you know, there's more there's more players on this team that bring, uh, you know, some optimism to it than you know the casual fan or anyone on the outside really realizes. Uh, so I don't blame why, like, one thing that we haven't really talked about, I don't blame people for being mad every single day that Rafael Ortega is leading no, off that and, was my and next playing thought. center field, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, that We've was what the chat was all about that at the beginning of the show. Uh -huh. Like, I don't blame people. I'm with you. I just and, didn't want to go negative right out right, of the gate. Right, 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 right. But, like, that's like that's why I get it why people are like, why are we playing this guy whenever all we have left the rest of the season is to look forward to seeing, you know, or, you know, getting a read on some of these guys. I mean, if Ortega wasn't on this team, then Narcissio Crook would all probably be on this roster. I'm so I'm still surprised that he has not been recalled. Like I I I I you know, if you're not going to play Velasquez every day because of him, then fine, but like you you got to you you got to get Velasquez in there as much as possible, whether it's in the DH or corner outfield whatever or in center what I don't I just I don't understand why Ortega is, is leading off and playing every single day and that's no that's not me being you know saying that Ortega sucks it's just we're at a point where is Ortega part of like is he part of anything nope. I don't even know if nope. he will be on next year's team nope. like he's a nice he's a nice piece for a team that would that is actually winning right now he honestly is and that's why I'm so like again that that's what bothers me the most about the deadline is that they didn't move him they could have moved him for anything anything I I, I didn't care what they got for him because at the end Especially of the day he's going to be DFA'd I don't know if he is or not but I'm just saying like well again if they had moved him and got something at least you can say oh well we picked up this guy off waivers or whatever, and we ended up getting this for him. Who knows what that will be, but like at least you can say that that was a positive experience for the organization. Now you're in a situation where your 31-year-old center fielder is that's you know on a bad team is blocking other guys. And again, I feel I feel bad for being you know negative towards him because he's had some nice moments. He's had some good games. At one point, he literally was having a better season than Christian Yelich. But, yeah, he's, he's struggled since, you know, mid-July. And he's, you know, obviously we saw the defense today in center field that led to the national score in a run. 
I don't even think he's that bad of a defensive outfielder either. It's just like he is who he is. We know what he is, and he's there's just no way. Something. Cody, he's hitting two thirty something. He's not a great base runner. Right. He's the key. The key number or stat is thirty one. Right. He's thirty one years old. Right. Yeah, um, you I, know, it, to me, I was all for his playing time early in the season, the first two months, because for me, that was about show me something, not for the future. Show me something so that you're a trade chip. Yeah. Okay, well, that time has passed. He's, mm-hmm. he's 31 years old. And I, I've seen, I think it was uh, Jack said, you know, like, the, the time is over. Like, I don't care if you want to DFA him or just send him down to the minors or whatever you want to do. Um this is about development now this season. It's not about winning games. It's not about, well, the race to 63, but <laughs> but it, it, it is about finding out about these young guys. I do want to see Jackson Frazier get another taste of the major leagues. I don't know what, I don't know what they saw in him. It was, it was not enough when they DFA'd him the first time around, yeah. and then he came back to the team. Would I rather have him getting an, an occasional start right now? Crook, yes. Velasquez, yes. But I'd rather have Frazier on the roster than Ortega. Absolutely. I'd rather have Crook on the roster. Like, it, it's, it's time to move on from that. I just don't – and I don't understand why he's leading off every game. Yeah. No, I'm, I absolutely agree. And, and the, the leading off part really is the thing that, that makes me more upset. And I get it. You know, the walk rate is there. Like, he works really good at bats. <coughs> I will give him that. He does do that more often than not. I mean, today he got the sack fly in a big yeah, moment. Yeah, he made up for it. He made up for the air. That's fine. But but he didn't make up for being 31 and taking right. somebody's roster spot you, and taking somebody's spot just, in the lineup. He you didn't. just gotta, can't. You got to get some of these younger guys in there on a more consistent basis. I mean, even Madrigal isn't even getting every day at bats. And it's like you traded a major relief bullpen relief arm to the other team on the other side of town, and you're not playing the one guy who's healthy from that every day, and he's actually hitting? <laughs> I never thought I'd be sitting here clamoring for more playing time for Nick Madrigal, but I am. And, like, again, that goes back to what the thing – like, what happened at the trade deadline? Not It's not even about Happer Contreras. It is about the fact that they just didn't get rid of some of these other dudes. Like, slowly they, we start them. to see some of them, like... Yeah. It's just, it's, it just feels like a waste. Because, yeah, they're going to DFA them. But you know how this team has been operating this year. It's taken them forever. To, I mean, it took them forever to finally say they're not going to play Jason Hayward. I mean, how much longer am I going to have to wait until, you got, until this team finally, like, like cuts the cord on... On a guy like Ortega, wisdom is the only one that I'm like. This guy should play every day, really. He, of of like the older of guys group, yes. of the of that group, he is the only one because he is at least proven to be a valuable role player on a baseball team. He really has. And next in line for me would be Higgins. Yeah, he's a little bit older, but at least he plays a position that you probably figure you're going to need somebody at next year. Absolutely, or at least some depth at that position. So. I don't know. Wolf thinks he's going to be gone soon, Ortega. He's probably become our punching bag because the other punching bags have been moved on. But see Lil Yumper with the super chat. <laughs> Cody is a closet madrigal stan. Confirmed. I wouldn't say I'm a closet. I mean, if you've been listening to the show since we started, I mean, I was all about like, I was very, I think I picked him to win comeback player of the year or something like that in our preseason rankings or some shit like that. We're going to have some regretful picks. Yeah. I There's mean, no question. I, I, would, I would say that at the beginning of the year, I was very optimistic about Magical. And the reason being was that so many people were out on him the moment that trade was made. 
And, you know, I guess some of them can say, oh, well, I was right. I, or not me, but, like, they were right if they, if they were out on him. But, like, again, like we already talked about, there's still, we st- there's still more time to, for him to change everyone's mind. But, but, again, like, the point is, is, like, he's not even getting everyday at-bats right now, and he should be considering how he's swinging the bat. And because, again, big part of a major trade, and, and you you got, you got to play the guys that are young and, you know, have some sort of upside, and he has upside. But because of how, like, logjam this roster is right now with even not even just guys in Iowa, but just guys on this actual roster right now, it's like, where do you get at bats? I mean, thank God Zach McKinstry's starting to hit. Three hits last night, yeah, had a hit yeah, today. Yep. I mean, but at least he can play all around the field like Morrell. But, like, not even playing Morrell today doesn't make sense. Like, in Velasquez, I'm, I'm going to keep going in a circle, Luke. I keep going in a circle. I, you just, I know. You gotta play them every day, every day, man. I, you know, and if that means you gotta sit Willie or Hap one of those days, that's fine. At least we know what those guys are. You know what I mean? Like, I, <laughs> I don't disagree with it. You know, I, that's why I say like, it's odd that you have a roster crunch on a team that's gonna lose this many games, but you're gonna need to know information about a lot of these guys now, and so it's. Uh, even when you say wisdom, well, we know what wisdom is. I'm not saying there's not value there, but okay, that's fair. If, if he plays him first base, great. Nobody else can play first base really over there, right? So except for Higgins, except for Higgins. But yeah. that—that's what I would say that they should trade off a little bit there. There are other guys you could put at third base right now, and you need to find out about. Um, and like the way that I look at it is like if you're gonna play wisdom at first every day, then why is not why is Christopher Morrell not at third base every day? I just want to see him somewhere, like I said, <laughs> yeah. or or in center field instead of Ortega. Yeah. Well, uh, again, the reason like I say Morel at third, then you can play Velasquez in center instead of Ortega. Right. You know what I mean? So. Well, that's it's David Ross's biggest challenge, trying to figure out absolutely. where he's going to play these guys, and the one thing that would help them would be eliminating some of the guys that don't need to be on the roster. Right. So well, at we'll least, see if that happens. You know, at least they optioned Schwindel the other day. They did. Yeah. The list is getting better. Yeah. The list is getting better. Uh. Let's let's we'll we'll get to Rowan Wick in a second, but let's let's talk about points bet and what kind of bets you've made today. If you have, what are you making tonight? Got to hit. What's parlay. your win streak? Yeah, I've got to hit parlay when we uh, get. I'm gonna share it later in the show, uh, but so stay tuned for that. Also, if you can't watch the rest of the entire show, uh, tune in to CHGO Bets Daily, where I'll then be repeating it. <laughs> um, anyway, points bet. Like I say, every show, my favorite app. I wake up every day, look at the lines, all that good stuff. I was doing it this morning, uh, and I, I love it so much, guys. And the main reason is because I like to gamble on sports, but also because it's the best way to support CHGO. When you download that PointsBet app and use code CHGO when you sign up, if you do that right now, you get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. But that's not it. If you make a $50 or more first-time deposit, you receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our web content. And you even get a free shirt like the ones that me and Luke are wearing right now. We just look so... So like, look at Stucky. He is he is vibing in this skyline shirt right now. It's wow, one of the best shirts on the CHGO. I think it's CHGO probably our right best now. shirt. It, it is. It's definitely better than the Dylan Cease one that's for the White Sox. Like, it, sorry, it definitely does. Like, this definitely doesn't make me cry like that shirt does. Um. So yeah, 
See? Soft. <laughs> it's pliable. soft. It's just it's it's a great shirt to wear anytime. So two thousand dollars in free bets, a free CHGO membership, and a free T-shirt from CHGO Locker, all for making a fifty dollar or more first time deposit at PointsBet. If you have any questions, you can email PointsBet at allchgo.com, and we'll help you out. You're home for live in play betting. Just got even better. See an edge in the game you're watching is your favorite team prime for a comeback. Anyone live bet the Cubs today? Let us know in the chat. I'd love to know. Uh, don't just watch the game. Bet along with it live. More live betting, more live markets, and faster live cash outs. Follow along with your bets the moment they hit and stay in the live action all game long. Download the PointsBet app right now and use promo code CHGO. So what are you waiting for? It's time to elevate your live betting game. Once the game starts, don't just bet. Live your bet life with PointsBet. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER for crisis counseling and referral services. Oh, Chicago sports fans. Your home for the best Chicago sports coverage is partnering with a leader in Chicago sports merchandise and collectibles. CHGO has teamed up with FOCO to secure your access to the best collectibles and gear around, whether it's Bears, Cubs, White Sox, Blackhawks, Bulls. FOCO has something for you, your kid, a friend, or a loved one. Looking to get some new gear, collectibles, or accessories? FOCO has officially licensed gear for men, women, kids, and everything from bobbleheads to swimsuits to Crocs. That's right, Ooh. I said Crocs. FOCO has you covered you with the best Chicago sports merchandise. For your favorite team, head over to FOCO.com. Click that link below in the YouTube description for all non-presale items. Use the promo code CHGO for 10% off. And I repeat, Crocs. Because I have heard as kids are starting to head back to school that they all want to wear Crocs again. I asked, are Crocs making a comeback? And I talked to my sister. My nephew is going on to college. He was in high school last year, obviously, in, in Milwaukee. And she said that when they went to, to visit the school at one point, they saw that three-quarters of the kids there were wearing Crocs. That's how popular they were. And now back to school, the kids all want Crocs. Wow. Nobody wears jeans anymore. Ain't be me. Everybody wears sweats, joggers, and Crocs. I guess everyone wants to be comfortable, I guess. That's the only thing I've heard about Crocs that, like... I've heard they're crazy sense. comfortable. I know they're not a great look. They, 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 you're never going to see me in Crocs, man. I th- we talked Sarah's about Sarah's shaking this. her head like she owns a pair of Crocs. Well, no, I have a whole opinion about this because my brother, he works at Northwestern, so he's on his feet 27 okay. hours a day, 24-7. Right. He wears Crocs every single day, and he's 31, and he's been doing it literally since he graduated college. Yep. And so I have this long-term experience of seeing a person wear Crocs, and everybody gives him crap for it. But I'm telling you, he says it's just the best thing ever. I think they're comfortable. I personally wouldn't wear them, but that's because I just don't like the look. But I know the quality of the shoe, and it's probably up there with some of the best made quality shoe out there it's just rubber or foam but i do know like in the medical industry you will see people wearing crocs a lot that are on their feet like 10 hours yeah they'll say that's a comfortable thing Mm -hmm. to do uh cory freeman saying stucky nation is vibing watch this you know i was gonna say we probably have like an ag1 but look watch this flexibility guys yeah stucky wore shorts today Uh, How many times can you see a 50-year-old do that? That is AG1 at its finest right there. I could meditate right now if I wanted to. Oh, man. Huh? Yeah. Look at that flexibility. I got to say, the legs, Crocs, the legs aren't as wide as I expected them to be. Oh, they're in. milky white. This is like the underbelly of a trout right here. <laughs> you flip a trout over onto its belly, and it's just the white bottom. It's just the studio lights. Yeah. It's just the lights around no, here. No, no, it's not. These, it, it actually probably looks tanner than it actually might be. 
Perhaps. Actually, perhaps. it kind of does perhaps. look a little pretty white. It's pretty white. Look at the insides of my arms. The reflection is almost brighter than my white hat. You got to get out. <laughs> I know too I, many people that have had I, skin cancer. I, I'm not into it anymore. Uh, I used to be a, I used to be a, a sun guy. I'd be out there all the time. SPF by the 100. That, that, that said, are over. that said, I feel like my thighs are like the size of like Stucky, like both of Stucky's calves together. Huh? <laughs> Look at those meat sticks. <laughs> Chicken legs. Uh, uh, I, 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 may, I'm not saying you don't do leg day. I'm just saying that. Leg day. Cody, I haven't worked out in like three years. Let's be honest. Like, come on. Like, okay, COVID man. Hit and that was the end of the workout. That was that the was end it. Of it. It was over. It was like, all right, let's just enjoy life. <laughs> let's enjoy what's the rest of existence. <laughs> Whatever we, we got left, let's just enjoy it. Like going um, back to the gym. No, leg days never really happened for me much. Yeah. So anyways, Crocs, you can get them. Foco, they've got them. And apparently they are... Super popular yeah. right now. Uh, we got we got sixty one people watching right now, but only sixteen likes on YouTube. At least what <laughs> at least that's what my computer is telling me. So I am once again asking everyone to like the video on YouTube, so other Cubs fans who may not watch the show watch the show. I mean, I, Michael's saying Crocs and flip flops a bad look on a man. What I, about what about the Moses sandals? I don't. I don't. Pack still here. I don't mind slides because those are different than sandals. Well, I wear. Sandals I wear the Nike slides around my apartment a lot, or like if I go on a walk around my neighborhood. Now I don't know what that means. Slides. That's like a, like a flip flop. Just the strap over the top, as opposed yeah, to the finger. It, yeah, it's just like the thing over the top, but it's not even like a. It's not like a Velcro strap or anything. Right, it's just right, the right. thing. Yeah, you just, just slide, slide your foot in. in. Yeah, I got yeah. a pair of those. It's just a good like athletic. Yeah. Show yeah. After, now, is it, yeah. should I not be wearing those with socks? Because I no, know the old can. man way to do it is to wear socks with those. No, I. You always wear socks with it. I socks I, with the flops. Yeah. I I, I have. It's not like I understand people. Don't, some people don't like that, but I, I'm indifferent about it. <laughs> Jack says, "How many people will be in this chat when the Cubs are good?" Well, we hope a lot. I hope at least. You know, here's a here's a optimistic look i when the cubs are good again i hope we average at least 200 people in the in the live chat every 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 show when the cubs are good i'll probably i'll be start i'll start doing the leg day again throw a leg day in you heard him jed get on the Actually, phone man <laughs> at my age really what i should start doing is some yoga flexibility it's all, but look at you just Do saw some me pilates you or just something? saw me throw into like a, a yoga pose and People didn't think that was coming. The CHGO David Elliott, CHGO footwear podcast. It went from ice cream podcast to footwear podcast. I mean, we are just we just vibe on CHGO Cubs, man. We you know. Yeah, that's right, David. We got to branch out every once in a while. We got yeah. like Joel says, we got to talk about the Jesus sandals, <laughs> the Moses walkers, which yeah. are. Uh oh, I hear, I hear him coming now. Ryan Herrera is getting ready to uh, jump in on this. He's going to join here for the second segment. Uh, before we get to him, oh, you know what? Bring Ryan in. We'll, we'll see what he thinks of this video, too. There he is, Mr. Herrera, joining from Wrigley Field. Hello. Were hey, you able to see I, me I, throw I, into a meditation pose here? No, I heard the, the slides versus sandals versus Crocs talk or whatever. Yeah. Like, towards the mm. end of it. That's I <clears> yeah. Well, at one point, I jumped uh, well, up into the chair. Um, it's just incredible okay. that Stucky's here in shorts today, Ryan. Yeah. We were yeah, outside. I haven't seen that yet. Well, mm -hmm. we were doing some outside stuff. I, I'm not, I'm not a shorts guy. When you're in studio with lights, I, I, that's just not, that's not the path I was set on. Um, but when it's 
hot outside and you're outside or you're at a golf sure. course, then sh- shorts are the way I go. It was too. <laughs> so anyways, uh, did you guys all, did everybody see the Rodolfo Castro video? I believe from last night. Yes. Slides head first from the pirates into third base and out pops his iPhone out of his back pocket as he's going into third. If you wow. haven't seen it, you can look it up on Twitter anywhere. Google it. It's everywhere. It'll be on our YouTube channel. Uh, Astro slides watching into YouTube. third. His phone comes out of his pocket. Now that's Slides first, right so. out, bounces off of third base. <laughs> and there's Adam Hammery. Dude, your phone is down. Hey, right I there. love how the umpire double looks at it. The umpire <laughs> looks, can't believe it, looks back up at him, and then points like, Hey, dumbass, your phone is uh, sitting there in the dirt by third base. He apologized after the game, said it was a complete mistake, and obviously nobody would have their phone. My question is, the Cubs, the Pirates, and the Reds all entered Wednesday with 44 wins. Are are you telling me the Pirates are this bad and they might be stealing signals by by having cell phones in the back pocket and sending text messages? (laughs) They're they're, they're buzzing his back pocket? What's the other what's the other explanation? What's the other explanation for having an iPhone in your back pocket? I I went through DVD and I forgot it. Maybe he's maybe he's in the dugout swiping right on whatever girl. I mean swiping right. Maybe he's just vibing in the dugout when he shouldn't be. I mean, that's why I don't play baseball or why I stop playing baseball. I can't I got the attention span. I gotta I gotta look at my phone. I'm like a classic millennial stucky. I mean, what else? I mean that's the only thing I can come up with. I just think it's so unprofessional because, like, if that oh, happened sure. to me when I was, like, 16 playing, you know, in travel soccer or whatever, like, my coach would have beat my ass for that. Oh, yeah. Like, it's yeah, just- it was definitely, like, a. that's something that you probably would see in, like, high school or something like that. Is Yeah, I mean, is, yeah. is a major oh, I, league I, – go ahead, Ryan. I was going to say, I, like, the last time I played, like, any sort of, like, organized baseball – was like a park district, not even a, not a beer league technically because we're all under 18, but it was just had the same vibe. And it was just like, you know, that's when we would have like our phones in the outfield, like checking in between pitches and stuff like that. But Major League Baseball games is, is a weird story. I don't think <laughs> I've never seen that before. Uh, Jack R says, hashtag millennials. Are you guys going to take that? The millennials, uh, <laughs> I'm not going to say that. I'm not, I'm not going to say it. All I'll say is, is a baseball player – with an iPhone in his back pocket during the game, more unprofessional than me sitting in the yoga pose and in shorts. Look at that flexibility. That's not it. I didn't yeah, even that. hardly have to. There, Cardi, flexibility. Carter Hawkins in the chat says, I, I hope it's the actual Carter Hawkins, uh, says Stucky's <laughs> legs are, are, bl- are blinding like an eclipse. That's so, right. I mean. Look at how comfortable I am, though. <laughs> Uh, I just I, I couldn't believe say, it when I saw it. No, Jack yeah. R. And I'm going to push back on Jack R. He's not a millennial. Rodolfo Castro is too young. I think. I think he's like 23, right? So what is that? He's not a millennial. Is that there something like newer Gen than a millennial? Gen, Gen, Gen Z. Gen Z. Yeah. Say I'm Gen Z. Gen Z. Yeah, That's what I am. Yeah, because the cutoff's at like 23 or something, and I'm 22. Depending where you look, like 1996 is the last year of being a millennial, and that's me. So me and Cody, right here, millennials. <laughs> Proud to be one. Flat, Just glad I'm not Gen Z. Generation. Sorry, Sarah. What year were you born? 91. Oh, I'm oh, 2000. So yeah. 91, the year oh, after I graduated yeah. high school. <laughs> when I was a freshman at Valpo, Cody was born. 
And the rest was history. And the rest was history. That's right, Joel. I am showing off the meat cleavers. He's showing it off, man. And superior flexibility. Do you have questions about the game? Oh, yeah. Sorry. What were they they saying? Uh, You know, we we talked a little bit about Madrigal looking good. And uh, did Steele feel like he had his good stuff? Or was he a little bit off? What do you think? No, I think I think him and Ross both kind of felt like he 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 felt like pitches were working. I know Ross mentioned uh, the breaking ball specifically. Uh, felt like it was working. Maybe um, Steele kind of mentioned that he that that home run that he gave up two one count, I believe, and, and wanted to throw a four seamer for a strike, and then obviously you know got hit for a home run. Um, but I think overall, both of them felt like steel yeah, that was a, that was a good outing for steel obviously the nine strikeouts is big no walks like that's that the nine strikeouts no walks and then we've talked about him getting into you know longer into games he got six innings like that's that was the balance we kind of talked about i think it was on friday was his last star it's like how can he keep striking you know pulling hitters striking these guys out to make sure he's getting through those six innings on a consistent basis tonight he did it or today he did it um and I, yeah, I think they both kind of felt like that was one of Steele's better starts, even though he's not been on a, on a good run of starts here. Like just what he was able to do today, um, you know, keep the pitch count low enough to get through more innings. He's not walking guys, so he's not, you know, he, he wasn't running the pitch count up with walks like stuff like that. Like he's even the even the soft contact hits. Like I think three, I mean, three or four of them that he gave up were like not hard contact, like. The first two hits he gave up was a what was it a grounder to third base that McKinstry couldn't beat, and then a bunt that he tried to do the phantom tag with the glove when the ball is in his left hand. Like those were a couple of just not even fluky hits, but just like hits that were like okay, like it wasn't like they these hitters got to him; they just put it in the right place. So uh, yeah, overall, I think both of them agree this is this was a good, very good start from Justin. Again, want to be better every single time out, but this is this is. Surely not a bad start in any means. It was it was a good day from from Justin on the mound. What about uh, Nick Madrigal? Did, did did anybody talk to him after the game? Were there any comments from him? Because uh, you know, I think a little more optimism here in the chat today, and and from both of us as well. Like you know, that that's what you're starting to look for. That's what that's what your hope you're getting when you trade for him is is the player you I, saw today. And, and I know Ryan was in Slack and was like, "Where's the where's the magical the haters?" haters. Yeah. I know Ryan's he's a supporter of, of Nick Madrigal. He has been all season. I give him credit. Yeah, and I think again, it's like we did talk to, to Nick after the game. Um, and he's kind of he, like same thing, like he feels in, he's in a good place, you know, uh, about a week now, a little over a week since he came off the IL. I'm starting to get the get into the rhythm of being back in the game. Um, but just being able to one, just be able to play, and two, be able to feel healthy while playing just hasn't been something that he's had for most of the year. Um, and you saw him in that double down the line. I mean, that's that's kind of what you expect from Madrigals, being able to slap those balls down the line and, and beat it out for a second. I think that's kind of what we've been wanting to see. Just That's how he's going to get those extra base hits is just shooting them down the line, um, hitting gaps, stuff like that. And then being able to, to muscle that one up the middle pass, I, I I don't remember. I think someone dove for it, and it got past him into the outfield. But just being able to muscle that one up the middle, um, tie the game there, like that's that's what we've been kind of waiting to see from Nick Madrigal this season. I know he again. He says he feels healthy. He feels good. He's getting in that rhythm, um, and so that's what these last two months are going to be 
getting him consistent at bats, getting him consistent playing time, showing what he can do at the plate. Because again, when he was healthy in the past, he has been a really good hitter. It hasn't had that in the last about, you know, a little 13 months or so. So over these last two over these last seven weeks, whatever it is, like that's, that's what you need to see. Today was a good day for him. I mean, yesterday he had the first two walk game of his career. Like he's, I think he's just starting to really feel good at the plate for the first time all year. Um, and so I think you got, you got to kind of just hope that he's able to kind of keep this going for the rest of the season and give you something to give you something to maybe believe in for going into 23. Well, Ryan, but uh, why do you feel about slides versus Crocs? <laughs> Come on, so, well, just give us the thought. Just give us the thought. Yes or no. Oh, no. I mean, definitely slides. I don't call them slides. I call them sandals just because yeah, that's too. that's yeah. just my preference. But no, no. It's, it's sandals over Crocs, uh, you know, seven days a week, twice on Sundays. Like, I will never wear a Croc in my life. But you, you know what sandal, that shows? Ryan, Ryan's not a young guy anymore. He's gotten old like I have because all the kids are wearing them. It's, it's the rage going back to school. Crocs everywhere. That's I don't get saying. it. You, couldn't be, you wouldn't be caught dead wearing a Croc in my high school. Well, not even one Croc. That's right. It's all changed. You've you've gotten old and crusty just like me. (laughs) I was anti-croc too. Uh, (laughs) Ryan likes sandals, the graphic says. Um, What else? What was discussed? uh, David Ross or any of the players, what was was another topic that was busy today after the game? Sorry, say that again. Someone, someone... I read someone's message, Ryan, you're in the wrong podcast. I don't know what that's supposed to mean. Because <laughs> you were saying, can we ask baseball questions? They yeah. Said, no, oh, no, wrong okay, <laughs> wrong yeah. podcast. Um, <laughs> what else was talked about? Anything in the clubhouse after the game that we yeah, need to know I mean, about? Uh, Field of Dreams tomorrow. Yeah. Um, that's yeah, you ready? The, the hot topic. Yeah, I mean, no. <laughs> Still figuring out travel plans and timing and stuff like that. But, you know, they're all excited to do that. It's actually funny because, like, I guess we're at the stage where, like, a lot of players like this age, it's not like the Field of Dreams came out when they were young and they, and they're, they're it's like one of their favorite movies. Like, a lot of guys are, are, are talking about, like, how they haven't really watched it in a while, watched it a couple times. It's just kind of funny, but um, I think they all appreciate what the event is and what that movie means to people. Um, and so they're all excited. Uh, I know David Ross said the other day, a special event like that kind of helps you get out of like the monotony of a season of 162 game season, uh, just being able to go somewhere, somewhere different, do something different, um, play in front of 8,000 fans in like a really more intimate setting than you would do at, at Wrigley field in front of 30,000. So, uh, yeah, no, they're all excited. Uh, I will say I've talked to a bunch of them and not one has said that they say have a catch. No, everyone is play catch. No one says have a catch. It's play catch. I, I apparently Kevin Costner is not going to be there this year. No, which not I, that would have been like if, if I would have gotten to meet him. That would have been my first question: is like, why did you say have a catch? Like, who came up with that? Why was there no pushback? Like, who let that stay in the movie? Yeah, and he's a baseball guy. Like he he really does like baseball. So it's I I can't believe. He must have found out that back in the old days, somebody used to say, want to have a catch. Must That's have. all I can think yeah. of. But I've never met anybody that says, hey, want to have a catch. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> our friends over at Obvious Shirts, uh-huh. uh, they tweeted 23 minutes ago, the field of dreams cannot be heaven because because the Cubs already play their home games in heaven. Uh, Hashtag obvious facts. Mm, good point. Um, yeah, and there was, a, there was a tweet today suggesting that uh, – Timothy Burke saying a man hears Fox's testing 
a reanimated Harry Carey hologram for tomorrow's Field of Dreams game. Someone who has seen the footage says it is, quote, unconvincing and, quote, possibly offensive. What the hell are they talking about? How could it be offensive? Is, is, is it offensive in, to, in terms of it, like, not being or looking or sounding like Harry Carey? Or? Well, Harry's uh, times were different. Harry used to say some kind of crazy stuff. For sure. How can a guy be from somewhere and, and lose the ball in the sun? I mean, that probably wouldn't fly so much anymore today. Right, right. So, like, right. I, I don't know. Is that is that what they mean? Or is it just, like, some people found the the Saturday Will Ferrell Saturday Night Live stuff offensive because it was, like, they made him seem – That was Lawrence that doing his impression of Ryan Dempster doing an impression of Will Ferrell mm-hmm. doing an impression of Harry Carey. <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, some people didn't like that SNL made fun of him. And I was like, I don't know. First of all, it's comedy. And he, he was crazy. That was, part, that was part of the mystique of Harry. So, I don't know. I'm just curious to see if that does come across. That may be the most fascinating part of the game. Mm-hmm. A hologram of yeah. Harry Carey? Yeah. It might be. I get, it could turn into a meme. I, I think there's meme potential here. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to the meme potential. Uh, you know what I'm looking forward to? What, what's your pick of the week, by the way? Your points Ooh. bet pick of the week. Do you have a, you got a little... Uh... I won a parlay. I won my hit parlay finally. My, heart, my hit parlays are one and four. I'm one and oh, or yeah, one and oh on my last one hit parlays. Tonight, we're doing another hit parlay. And I'm going to talk about it on CHGO Bets Daily. But I'm going to give you guys the, like the, the early edition of it. That way, you don't have to, you know, wait. All right? So, tonight's... Hit parlay is once I can log back into my account here. Sorry, I'm taking forever. Log in. Come on, here we go. In the meantime, by the <laughs> way, Dave LaCroix is the writer of the movie claimed have a catch is East Coast and play catch is West Coast. West Coast. Well, what about the Midwest where the movie's actually filmed? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. I don't hey, know. Hey, and then it should. Yeah. And then it, if it's hey. East Coast, it should be wanna have a catch. Huh? Yeah. Want to have a Wanna catch? Have a catch well, Tommy? They, they, had, they had Shoeless Joe batting righty in that movie, so they definitely took some liberties. Also a good point. Mm. All right, good Cody, what, All right. what's your pick of the week? Tonight's pick for this week, three-leg parlay. Jose Ramirez, Dansby Swanson, and Charlie Blackman, all to get a hit, comes out to plus 160 when you use the boost option <laughs> on points bet. It's really hard, like – Betting on one hit is uh, it, there's no value, so that's why you make it a parlay. Three guys, they all have good numbers against Who the pitchers. Who are the three again? Them. Jose Ramirez, Damsy, Dams B Swanson, yeah. and Charlie Blackman. Dams B Swanson, possible future Cub, perhaps. We Charlie will Blackman is hitting <laughs> six fifteen against Ooh. Jose Quintana Ooh. as the Cardinals go back to Colorado tonight uh, for the Nolan Arenado revenge game, I guess. Uh, but the Rockies put up like 15 runs last night. He's hitting 615 against Jose Quintana. I'm feeling like there's at least a hit in there. Yeah, there's probably at least <laughs> one, but you need three. I need three. One from each Jose guy. Ramirez, Dansby Swanson, and Charlie Blackman. <laughs> Plus 160. It's not, it's not great value, but when you do hit parlays, there aren't a lot of great value, but I'm just trying to win something with plus money, guys. <clears throat> so, uh, yeah, the big game is in the corn tomorrow. <clears throat> Ryan's going. Ryan's going. You're driving up there. Here. You're coming back the same night. 
Yeah, yeah, because I'm like, Up I've talked my... to people, and like <laughs> some people got like hotel rooms in in Galena or, or Rockford, as far out as Rockford. I'm like, if you get to Rockford, why not just make the rest of the yeah. trip home? Yeah, I'll just go all the way home. So yeah, no, just you know, get in there, get in there. Hopefully, early afternoon, um, just doing whatever needs to be done, and then uh, hopefully, hopefully, getting back home before the sun rises tomorrow. But we'll see. Are you going to get there early enough to try and walk through some of the corn and, and see this stuff, or are you just going to cover the game? I mean, that would be awesome. I, the thing is, like, I'm trying to figure out – we're still trying to figure out timing of of getting there, of, you know, when Clubhouse opens, when all these different media things are going on. That would be really cool to do – go see the house, go walk through the corn. Like, if we have time to do that, I'd love to. Yeah, I mean, if, if you wake up at 6 a.m. and you start heading to Iowa, you probably got time to go do a few things when you get yeah. there. I hear, uh, sure. I hear you're riding with our friend Kevin Wells as well. <laughs> oh, I didn't know Ooh, that. Yeah, yeah. Me and me and Kevin tripping together. So uh, that I that was a weird way to say it. Me and well, Kevin Wells. you guys Wells are, are tripping road, together. What? Tripping road together? Road wow. I know. I don't think that's together. legal yet. Road tripping. Wow. <laughs> road tripping together. You guys or, can each get a video of the other guy walking out of the corn. Yeah. So we can yeah. Do that, there you go. Right. Yeah. Yeah, we need, we need, we uh, need, like Corey yeah, says, yeah. we need a video of Ryan emerging from the corn. Yeah. That would make, we can, content. we can turn that into a gif and we'll just, we'll just use it every time. Like Ryan's about to drop the big scoop. <laughs> yeah. And Frank Thomas, by the way, gave the big scoop that Kevin Costner will not be there, but also that they will not have a field of dreams game next year. Cause they're going to start doing, um, building a youth sports complex out there as well Mm -hmm. major league baseball didn't want the conflict if there was stuff still going on so next year no field of dreams game you're gonna have to if they're gonna do it again it would have to be another year in advance so saving the best next great cubs team could be there maybe perhaps cubs white Sox showdown oh 2024 field of dreams yeah Carter Hawkins, uh, he says, in Iowa, we say we play catch and drink bush light. <laughs> That's so, so true. <laughs> uh, well, we wish you best of luck. Uh, it's a huge pitching showdown. Drew Smiley and Nick Lodolo. Woo! You can see why Major League Baseball is excited about this matchup. Hey, this is 44 this is and a 45-win team going head-to-head. I'm not trying to <laughs> brag, but me and Luke might have – the best content coming out tomorrow than what the game will actually be. So all and I'm saying, all I'm saying is you better be, you better be subscribed to CHGO Sports on YouTube and you and be following CHGO Cubs on Twitter. Yeah, there's a reason well, I'm wearing shorts today. Yeah. Well, you we really are, hyped it up enough for me, Cody. You hyped it up, so I'm expecting something big. What'd you say? We really hyped so it up. You hyped it up a lot just in that few seconds, so now I'm expecting something really big. I, from what I'm hearing, it's it's great stuff. From what I'm hearing, yeah. Yeah, from what I'm hearing. The vibe, the vibe. It's a hot is, vibe. It's, it's skyrocketing up. Stock is high on the vibes of our Field of Dreams content <laughs> coming out tomorrow. All right. Uh, <laughs> Cubs win, take two out of three from the Nationals. Reds up next, Field of Dreams game. Ryan's going to be there. If you're going to the game in Iowa, make sure you find Ryan and say hi. Take a picture in the corn with him. If you're uh, wearing a CHGO Cubs shirt and oh, you're going yeah, to Field of please. Dreams, take a picture and tweet it at us. Or, if you have or some something. of the swag, wear the swag to the game, yes. even if it's underneath that $300 jersey you're buying from the Cubs. Yeah. Break out the CHGO <laughs> swag. 
get a shot in the corn and then tag us on Twitter mm. and on Instagram and on the talk. Yeah, <laughs> on the talk, on the yes. Talk. Okay. Talk. <laughs> What's right. Stucky said? Yes. <laughs> That's what I said. Mm-hmm. Uh, thanks for checking out the CHGO Cubs postgame show podcast presented by PointsBet. Don't forget to use that promo code CHGO when you sign up. We will see you tomorrow pregame, postgame for the Field of Dreams game from Iowa. And now somebody's going to have to get me out of this sitting pose because I don't think I can move. I'm going to help Luke get out of the seat. Don't Thank worry, Thank you, guys. and good night.